Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Automotive Sessions podcast. Let's get started with your host, Chris J. Martinez. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? My name is Chris Martinez. And I'm Andrew Street. And this is Automotive Sessions, episode seven? Six. Six. Six redo. Six redo. Six, but we didn't record it. Yeah, we, you know, we, you know, technology for whatever reason sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't yeah you think we're tech people (laughs) but um today we're going to be discussing storytelling versus call to action marketing right Right. and um and you probably get this all the time right Mm -hmm. so dealers probably say i just want leads right now i want I, i need to sell cars right now right right but there's that quick, you know, almost like, you know, like a drug, like, hey, I need to get leads or that long yeah. tail. Hey, you know what? I got to set my brand as a dealership so that I have longevity, right? It's it's a nice instant gratification that the advertiser and the dealer can like shake hands saying, hey, cool leads. Here's the number of leads we've gotten. Here's the cost per lead. Success. You know, it's that quick, the, <laughs> that Shun, instant gratification opposed to... You know, setting things up properly. And as far as like the dealership telling the story and, and having a unique story from the dealership, I think the the advertiser puts that too much onto the dealership where the dealer and the GM, the principal, all, everybody, they've got the experience with the hiring, the firing, the staffing, the showroom, the service department, everything that falls into, you know, the operations of the dealership where they don't necessarily have a huge rich background in marketing and coming up with uh, the best value proposition and the best backstory for the dealership where they have this sea probably of advertisers that they work closely with who they just want to, you know, that, that advertiser just wants to flip the switch and get the deal closed, say thank you, and then start spending the dealer's money. Where I think that storytelling should often come back to the advertiser to ask questions to the dealer. Ask them why should somebody buy from us opposed to the nine other points in the market. Yeah, because it's true. I mean, especially here, you know, depending on the where you go, you're going to have you know four or five of each make or each franchise here, right? right. So how are you going to separate or you know stand out from the rest? And I think that where storytelling comes into play, it's really a, a brand differentiator and a way to really humanize the dealership. So that the the you get you can get more of a connection with the consumer, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of dealers just aren't doing it. Yeah, and then as far as like the way to to be able to get that story out, there's so many different platforms from TV to radio, but then like with social media, which is everything that I do is just paid social with with dealerships. Uh, longer format video ads are being watched. I'm noticing, especially if people are considering buying a car right now. Like if I have a video that comes through somebody's news feed and maybe some relevant inventory or some different sections on the website that they can pick below it, then we'll be taking up that person's whole entire phone. Yeah. And then I can measure, are people watching the story? Are they getting the story? Are they, you know, clicking through? Or they, do they keep swiping? Well, let me ask you on this. So on a story, do you recommend like every quarter maybe telling a different story or are you leading it in almost kind of like a, like a little um, soap opera, right? Right. Almost like, like a, is it something where continuation you is the continuation? You know, because you know, I, I look at Geico, right? They've done a great job with the little gecko, right? right? And I look at you know brands and 
and what they do to keep the longevity of it. Because, you know, they'd have the, the gecko, they got the caveman. They got the um, stack of hundred dollar bills with the eyeballs on top, and they always and they always keep those characters and they they keep them in play, and um, it it almost gets you that brand, you know, mm-hmm. it's that um, longevity and and as a dealer, you know, because for example, that insurance company, you there's only a handful that are going to stand out to you, right? You got Progressive, Geico, and then the the recent one that I've been seeing is that. Um, that guy who I forget, you don't even know the name, but he's like in a shadow and he like jumps mutual Liberty Mutual. Okay. He like he's in a shadow and then he like he gets scared and then he jumps into the, the lake or something. And uh, so there's only a handful of insurance companies that I'll see that I I think you know maybe I, I'm gonna have need to change my insurance, but I've been sticking with the same one forever. I, I actually have Geico, so you know to change that and to influence that into a different right. scenario as a car dealer you're going to have to tell that story so that when customers do want to buy or change up you're the one that is in their head right so it's almost like last last man standing right like sure. they got to be they got to know who you are and that story has to resonate with them to want to do business with them yeah and that's kind of like the you're talking about like the creative specifically, like what message you're yes. putting in front of people uh, as well. Like, like with insurance as well as automotive traditionally has a healthy budget to spend on yes. advertising. So Geico's had the, uh, could afford <laughs> to be able to do the caveman, do oh, the yeah, yeah. gecko, do the cash. And for in- independent franchise, it's not as easy, but you can still right. get pretty creative with a, a pretty decent budget. Mm-hmm. Like, a, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It could be right. pretty... Uh, and, and as far as, like, the storytelling <coughs> and conveying that to, to prospects as well as your past customers, I like to structure it to where it's at different points in the buying cycle. They're getting different components of the story. So we're not con- continually having to go back and say, okay, here's the beginning of the story that we started telling, assuming that our prospects and remember that part of the story then try to beat in a second part of the story but instead have the front end be like okay here's people that me as the advertiser and you as the dealer we're going to assume are over 90 days out from purchasing let's start conveying some of the inventory some of the cool specs maybe with our 2019 inventory uh as well as a taste of our facilities our you know non-pressured staff whatever it is to where that message is going to be different than somebody who is coming to our website, they're looking at our inventory where that person's hot. Like right now, we don't necessarily need to tell the person a story. More or less, we want to get them to start the conversation, whether it's a message or a lead form or, you know, click to call, something like that. Uh, and then as far as the story going post-sale, that's where uh, the dealer, the advertiser should be getting back in front of those customers with the story of our service department. Yeah, no, that's uh, so almost like a twofold. Like, so... You're, you know, year two or three, right? You're probably Mm -hmm. starting to brand and start storytelling, let them know, hey, you know, starting to get them to think more about you again, because they're, you know, most people buying cycles, you know, every three years, four years, um, most of the time they don't last the six years or, you know, five years of the loan. They actually trade it in early. Um, So you're, you're saying let's, it's a brand and storytell a message about new models for those customers. But the ones you just sold today, you're introducing them to the service department. Month six for when their, their services do, 
at every three to four month interval. Oh, yes. Dude, that's a good idea, actually. It's good. I mean, to get the people that are about to be off lease or that have been in their lease for three years talking yes. to them about the, the newer models. Yeah. So then you have a, get the new so tech. you got two different campaigns. So you got the right. one where you're you're trying to get them re-engaged with you because mm-hmm. they've been in the vehicle for a while. And then you got the new one where you're trying to get them excited about servicing with you. And so you, that's where you would talk about the facilities. Right. You're, and even, even going as far as saying, look, the value add, here's what you might pay at, you know, Jiffy Lube, for example, but this is what you're going to pay with us and you're going to get so much more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So don't cut corners on your service. Come to us and it's going to be long, more beneficial to you long term. Right. And here's the cappuccino machine. Here's the video detail that we do with the walk around of your vehicle when it's up in the bays. Uh, and then something else, like after that, like call it three years, two years later, start the campaigns of, hey, because of market conditions and whatnot, we want to buy your vehicle back. Yeah. We're paying top dollar. Like my man Todd Stewart wrote the book on this, but Dealer Wizard, just getting back in front of people, getting them to come in and trade in their vehicles. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's like a real art form, right? you got to get know where they're at and their attention. And the only real way to do that today is through social media. There's no other medium. You can't do it with radio. You can't do it with TV. OTT, maybe. A right. Bit. There's, they, they start saying that you can do some stuff like that. But social media is where you're going to be able to, you know, talk to that specific customer you're looking for. Right, right. Where that message going through my stories or going through my my newsfeed should be a little more prescribed to me than your radio ads would be. That's just general kind of branding and top of mind stuff where my newsfeed should be pretty catered to me because I've got an infinity that's too old now and I need a new one because all the new tech's cooler. So that's that's basically taking care of the retention portion of it. Mm -hmm. Then you got to go after new customers, right? Because that's it's one thing to go after your existing base, your existing customers, but you need to also focus on new customers, right? So then you have to have a whole different strategy for how you're going to attract and and, re, and uh, get gain new customers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that's it's a yin, yin and yang yin trying yang. to keep keep so, the customers you have. And what uh, what are some of the ways that you find? that with the dealerships you've been servicing have been able to get new customers? Is there a call uh, to yeah. action? Is it more, how do you story tell with the new customers? Videos, 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 like videos are killing it right now. As far as us getting a lot of distribution. Yeah. Uh, especially through stories, which you're familiar with stories. Yeah, so Those like their Facebook the stories, Instagram yeah, and Instagram. There's not a lot of advertisers buying up that inventory because it's a weird like nine by 16 aspect ratio where everything's shot horizontally. So there's movements going on right now for everybody <laughs> to start shooting their stuff vertically. So their, it, their inventory fits in there, their photos, their videos. And so like my creative team in here is constantly cutting our videos for stories to be nine by 16 to where I'm buying that real estate because it takes up people's entire phone, their entire phone. And then and you can't really you can't really get. click through that either, right? Those ads you can click past it. You can go past it if you're not into it, which is fine with me. I'm not going to pay, but if you're into it, you swipe up, okay. and then it's going to have your lead form or open up like you know a landing page on that website immediately. So those are working really well. 
for less of the call to actions for the most part, even though that's where I'm getting much of my leads right now from dealers. Uh, but as far as like getting that message out, branding with people, okay, I'm trying to answer the question of prospect and getting new clients. Lookalike audiences are awesome right now. Okay. Like somebody who comes by your website or somebody who's purchased from you recently, Facebook can say, hey, here's all these million attributes that those people have that are similar to your best customers. Those campaigns are killing it. And instead of me spending a lot of money on Oracle data for my intenders, this is performing about the same. and I'm not having to spend extra money. Uh, Conquest, like getting people who just moved to town, who drive your dealership's nameplates, and trying to catch them quickly to start doing their services with your dealership has been helpful. What else? What have you done in the past, Prospect, getting so, customers in? So what I do like is the, the lookalike audiences, right? So yes. currently, if you went into your dealership and you wanted to market to new truck buyers, right? Mm -hmm. So you can literally get all the people you ever sold the truck to and create a lookalike audience based on that audience. And if they already look like customers you already sold, Facebook, Instagram can get you customers that look like the people you already sold. Mm -hmm. So those kind of things or even Camry or, you know, Toyota, um, if you're looking at the different models of sedan type customers, then you can create a message around that type of customer. So that right. the lookalike audiences are, are pretty good. Yeah. Then it comes back into the story. Like, you know, once somebody raises their hand and expresses interest by engaging with the ad or clicking on it and coming by the website or, you know, going through SEM or SEL or whatever they do to get to that website and look at the vehicle. It's like, okay, now I know what kind of story that person's probably interested in. With the example of trucks, if somebody came by, checked out my Silverados on my website, I know that they're probably in market for a Silverado. So now it's to get back in front of them. And there's a handful of stores that I work with where I've got really good ammunition. Okay. They work with a videographer. They've got somebody in-house. <clears throat> where now it's like the GSM or somebody that works at the store who understands the, the vehicle, who's got a little charisma, and can just walk around with a phone. So now you've come by, you look at the 2019 uh, Silverado. Now my ad's not kind of like telling them the dealership story and here's where we started. But it's like, okay, I want to tell you the story of the 2019 Silverado. I know you're in, into that. Here's me walking around saying, hey, here's the new tech, here's the safety, here's all the cool stuff that you might be interested in. Now it's like, okay, that guy sees me as the authority in my market yeah. of Silverados. No, that's good. I like it. How's um, So lookalike audiences based on the traffic on their website is what you're, you're taking. Right. Well, that's just like specifically retargeting because I know that individual human that came by looked at the Silverado that dude wants a Silverado or lady. But then the lookalikes, that's more like the prospecting to say, okay, this person, all these people came by and looked at Silverados. What do they have in common? And then hand that stuff to Facebook for them to run their algorithms and smart machines on and make that audience way bigger to say, okay, let's prospect with more of those people. That makes sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. So, and then you said that the other stuff was the Oracle data and getting those up. I still use Oracle. Okay. Yeah. So we got, we're integrated with Oracle, with Amazon, all plugged into, you know, and working uh, Oracle's data in with Facebook. I'm starting to move more towards Oracle data for conquesting okay. and maybe like really specific uh, credit score targeting, which is um, 
you know, with conquesting, I can say, okay, let me just target people who are driving uh, Honda Accords with my Camry and just say why the Accord sucks and why the Camry rules. You know, that's the play with Oracle. I'm getting less into saying, okay, Oracle, tell me who's in market for a Camry. I'm finding better results with, you know, just lookalike audiences. And then I'll pull an Oracle when I want to just conquest. Oh, yeah. And you, but, but you still see a lot of traction with that. Pretty good yeah. traction. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the best source for me to be able to plug in with Facebook and, and know what nameplate somebody's driving. To where I'm not just blanketing all of my markets saying, hey, Accords suck, Camry's rule. But I'm just going after people who drive Accords to say, hey, come on over. <laughs> or vice versa. Whoever hires me, if Honda hires me. Which is good. going after Camry. Yeah. Right. Well, whoever hires you, right? So that's good. Well, I like that, man. I think we, we knocked out storytelling versus call to action versus I hope so. yeah. uh, retention and then prospect. Love Which it. Which is good. Good to see you, brother. Good seeing you as always. Until next week, guys, this is Automotive Sessions. My name is Chris Martinez. Andrew Street, dealer OMG. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. All right, man.